0: Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And today, Tyler, we are reviewing everything that happened in week 13 of the 2020 college football season. That is rivalry week in a normal year. But this season, while we did have some rivalry games, we didn't get the full slate. But that is okay, Tyler. That is okay. Because there was plenty of football played. And I would argue that Kyle Pitts had a rivalry of his own this weekend. Oh,
1: yeah. We'll get to that, I'm sure.
0: We will get to that. Uh, We will also then get to rapid reactions, talk about five wide um, two point all that jazz but first tyler we begin with quick hits and rather than doing the ap poll i don't want to say it doesn't matter but it doesn't matter anymore so we're just going to hold our poll reactions to the next episode which will be after the playoff rankings are released again we are going to start with Derek mason the head x head football coach at vanderbilt has been let go uh, Derek Mason is gone after six seasons at Vanderbilt. They started the year off 0-8. Uh, he is the sixth winningest coach in program history and only the second coach to lead Vanderbilt to two bowl games. And he had a 27-55 record. Let That's that sink not
1: indicative in. of what like Vanderbilt's situation is. Yeah. Then yeah. I don't know what else to tell you.
0: And he that, is like, the sixth winning coach in history at the school, and he went twenty seven and fifty five. Twenty seven wins is sixth winningest of all time. That's, that's
1: insane. Oh, jeez. Anyway, um, I kind of like, I I didn't take this dude very well because I like Derek Mason. I do, and as I well. like the way his. T- Here is the thing about his Vanderbilt team: they play really hard. They just aren't good. Yeah, and that's not really by fault of their own. Like, not I, at all. I still think his his Kyle Shermer... Um, bowl teams were like pretty good, overachieving for what Vanderbilt's supposed to be. Yeah, historically sure. is, mm-hmm. and um, pretty good. He's beaten Tennessee three times. That's, that's huge. That's fantastic. Um, and, but I will say, as I, I will always say, I'm never gonna get mad at. Uh, I'm never gonna tell someone they sh- if they wanted to be better they shouldn't. If you think mm-hmm. you should be better, make the move. Uh, I didn't think that they would, considering Vanderbilt is a historically conservative um, athletic department in regards to spending. Mm-hmm. But and
0: given a global pandemic and spending, yeah, revenue loss um, and all that.
1: Of course, they're private institutions, so we're not really privy to all that information. But exactly, um,
0: legally, we're not privy to that information.
1: Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see who
0: they hire, because they could go in some directions here. And that's what I was going to say. I'm very interested to see. First of all, again, I agree with you, Derek Mason arguably one of our favorite coaches in college mm-hmm. football. And it's not for the record on the field, because again, you said it, we both said it before. It's very difficult to do anything at Vanderbilt. And so mm-hmm. the fact that he was able to do this is a, an achievement in his own. I hope he gets a good coordinator job and bounces up on office, office feet and is able to move I forward.
1: Mean, hey, like, you there's know, there's you know, there's some places in Florida that could use a defensive coordinator. Maybe there are some in the places district. in
0: Florida that could use a defensive coordinator. Very true. Um, no, but I think what you said is, is is what we should talk about, where what direction does Vanderbilt want to go? Do they want to go with a high-flying offense type that is very much you just got to recruit a few fast players and get – they have the young quarterback to get the ball out there. Um, you know, you got to recruit those. Or do they go in the direction that I've seen a few college football analysts on Instagram and Twitter say, do they just go full Georgia Tech here and say let's just run the triple option like let's yeah. just be different than anyone else in this conference because we're not going to out recruit them with the big boys we're not going to out throw lane kiffin we're not going to do all these things let's just go different you know zig while people are zagging
1: yeah i think they have to go in that direction and it's upsetting to me in the sense that uh that means the Ken Seals Jr. is probably going to transfer. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. He's he's too good to be stuck on that roster. If they agree triple the option, agreed. But I mean, it's Vandy's different um, in the sense of their place. They fit a slot that a lot of teams fit into um, in mm-hmm. a lot of conferences. Yeah, um, they are typically what Rutgers is in the Big Ten. They are typically what Kansas is in in the Big Twelve. The, mm-hmm. the thing is, is that most years i will take i would take derrick mason's vanderbilt team over most all of the other bottom feeders like even when vanderbilt in what in what
0: terms in what terms on the field terms of on the field okay like
1: like in most most years derrick mason's teams could probably beat most of the other bottom feeders. like if you took the worst team by record in each conference vanderbilt probably wins most of those games okay like when they when they were still worse in the conference they were probably better than kansas probably better than rutgers not recently, but probably better than a litany of um, Oregon State or Colorado when it was really bad. Like, mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where, like, they could be better than all of the other bottom dwellers. They're still stuck where they are in the in yeah. SEC. Yeah. Like, they're they the best of the worst. Like, right. Um, I agree. Or the agree. worst of the very best. And it's one of those things where, like, <laughs> you can't – you're never going to out-recruit like, – even if you manage to out-recruit your in-state rival Tennessee, which would be a long haul, do you have mm-hmm. six other programs in the SEC that can out-recruit you? It, that's not that's even touching just, the other side of the conference. I like, was going to
0: say, that's not even touching the Giants like in Alabama and in Auburn and those kind of schools. Yeah, so I th- I think you have to—if you if you want to be competitive,
1: you've got to go triple option because no one in the SEC runs triple option.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I um, completely agree. It's a way to make yourself stand out and— you know what? It's Vanderbilt. They, they've, they've shown as an institution that they're okay with putting a less-than-stellar performance out on the football team if it means that their athletic department as a whole can succeed. And yeah. they've seen that. They have the, one of the best baseball teams and programs in the country. They have a really Typically good basketball okay team basketball. as of late. Yeah, like pretty good at basketball as of late. So, you know. And clearly, they have a good women's soccer team as well, as was seen yes. in a historic moment that we had historic. this past Saturday. Exactly. Which we will... See what you did there, Tyler. We <laughs> will you. we will actually give that the attention and the time that it deserves. It won't just mention it in passing later on in the show. So we don't worry. We will talk about that. We understand we're talking about Vandy now. So, um, Tyler, yeah. realistic, realistically, for Derek Mason, where do you see him? What do you see him doing next? I do think that he will get
1: a uh, um, defensive coordinator job. Realistically, I feel him going back out west because um, he he originally really? comes from uh, the Stanford coaching tree. Yeah, he does. He's had he has had his name floated around, which You look back in your past, Eric Mason, you probably should have taken that Colorado job. Yeah. Um, But he has had, um, anytime his name is rumored for a head coaching search, it's always out West. So Mm -hmm. realistically, I think there's two options. He either ends up as a coordinator somewhere out West, or he ends up as a coordinator somewhere in the SEC. Okay. um that makes he's got sense.
0: the he's, he's got the sec ties now yeah he does and he's been i don't really see
1: a acc big 12 big 10 i don't really see any of that happening i think he's either going to the Pac 12
0: or he's going to the sec and that and that makes perfect sense i know of a couple sec programs that would like a defensive coordinator um i could think of one i could think of one i could think of many actually many. because i could think of one or two because i don't know if you knew this tyler but the sec is the new big 12 so <laughs> i'm mean, is this what we want football to be is this what we want football to be tyler <laughs> is this what we want um all right, let's talk about that program that we both think could have an opening at defensive coordinator next year. That's our beloved Florida Gators. We come out of a game against Kentucky where we won 34 to 10. 24 point and win. A 24 point win it once again we have yet to score less than 30 points in a regular in a game this season. Tyler, uh we need to talk about the defense in the first half. Let me just say this. we you talk about the defense before Mullen yelled at Grantham and when you talk about the defense there after Mullen yelled at Grantham. Because before, there be a difference. Look. there do be a difference. Before Dan Mullen and Todd Grantham had their, as Dan Mullen would call it, I can't believe you put the Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving, which by the way, for the record, I am completely with you, Dan Mullen. 100%. Don't put your Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving. I'm talking to a plethora of my friends, my girlfriend included. Don't put your Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving. Put it up after Thanksgiving. But while that was a cover-up, Tyler, the real reason behind that rant uh, and that argument was the defensive play, the play on defense. And I texted you throughout the game, and I said, I think the first time I texted you was close to halftime, and I said, what is going on with this defense? They don't look motivated. They look like they don't know their assignments. They're like, I don't even say half a step. They're like a full step, maybe a step and a half Behind the offensive players. What happened to this defense in the beginning of the game? What, what like This was not a defense that... It's the same
1: problems every single time. It's, it's, they're not lining up right. Uh, I will say the defensive line played really well in this game from start to finish. Yes. But I think part of me thinks it's a psychology thing. All right. First of all, blanket statement. Florida does not play well in noon games. I think I no. can just say that. I think we can all Full just stop. realize that. Like, all the best performances have been in the non-noon games. Mm-hmm. they just sleep through noon games and that is should not happen that's but a problem is, that's the that's the problem in and of itself but it's mm-hmm. also one of those steps where florida is on track florida is not the machine yet they are on track correct. There. like correct i mean we we're, we're at the point where we're nitpicking 24 point wins mm-hmm. but we're still not at the, we're not at the point yet where we can just roll through these things anyway right. um i think it's a general it has to be in my opinion part of it is a general psychology thing because like Early on in the season, defense could play awful and it didn't matter until the Texas A&M game where it did matter and they Mm -hmm. lost that game. Then the defense kind of sort of buttoned down, but it wasn't like we figured out what what the problem was. Now we just got to keep doing it. They were working through their issues and now Mm -hmm. they've kind of figured out what their biggest like at least we have figured out what their biggest (laughs) issues are Um, specifically being tempo and being lined up correctly is the big one um Kyrie Campbell comes back that fixes a lot of things once again they on the offense continues to deliver them mm-hmm. um and I think this team I do think the noon and game aspect does right or wrong have a part play playing this I just think the defense a lot of times just feels like we don't have to play well because yeah they they may score on the first two drives but we're going to score 30
2: but isn't and that a, but isn't I, that a problem that is that
1: is that's a problem like okay. I get it in the sense of like I'm not going to get upset as a fan that Florida didn't shut out the other team opponent. Florida won by 24. That's great, but you're mm-hmm. not trying to beat Kentucky by 24. You're trying to beat Alabama. Yeah. Um. You don't have to beat them. Yes. You don't have to beat them this weekend. You have to beat them in a couple weeks. Like. Mm-hmm. Um. So it, again, this game doesn't have to be perfect, but right. It's it's I I, it's a psychology thing, and that's a problem. And I'm not really sure. I can't tell if that's easier to fix. I mean, it's it, it should be easier to fix than a physicality. Because, like, you just can't... If you have a physical barrier, you just can't overcome it. Like, if Vandy had a really well-coordinated defense, but, I mean, they can't cover Devontae Smith on Alabama. Like, that is a physical issue that they're yeah. not going to be able to overcome. Like, they don't right. have someone fast enough. Like, yeah. um, I don't think... Like, physical issues create barriers that can't be overcome without mm-hmm. personnel. That's not right. the problem, in my opinion. I mean, the problem is that they're just not showing up early in games.
0: Well, they I, haven't
1: shown up early in a game yet this season.
0: But but Tyler, you know who does show up when they're put in the game? The young guys. Yes. The young players. The freshmen, the sophomore, the redshirt freshmen that are put into games when Mullen is tired of the lack of effort, the lack of awareness, and he puts young guys that he recruited personally – And they go in and they have that mentality. So my thing is, why aren't you playing your best players? And we've had this conversation about how Mullen is very much a leadership person and, you know, people are in his program for a while and they work their way up towards those positions. But if I have to see Marco Wilson and Steiner and all those players out there just being a step and a half behind players, and then when the ball is underthrown to the wide receiver's feet they start celebrating like they're, you know, Patrick yeah. Peterson in his prime. I'm going to lose it because like I don't think they understand that they are not giving a their best effort and b, there are players behind them that should be playing ahead of them.
1: You know? And, and the reality is is as as I've continued to look at his defense, it used to be all all three levels were a problem. I'm going to be completely honest. I really just think it's the secondary right now. I agree. Like, the defensive line agree. and the linebacker core have figured out their issues.
0: T- Tyler, who was the best defensive player in Saturday's game? I texted to you. Uh,
1: was it uh, Zach- Zachary Carter or uh, Mamoun Diabate?
0: It was Diabate. He, he was all Diabate. over the field. That He's gotten man- better
1: every single week. Like,
0: every single week. That's a man that goes from outside linebacker to an edge rusher to drop back in coverage. The man plays all over the defense. Pick, he, had he, pick, had he had a pick. He had a half He's- sack. He had a pick. There was one play, Tyler, where he, it was like, it was like a screen pass to the Kentucky receiver, and a couple players missed tackles, and he ran from midfield in a dead sprint to turn a 10-yard, 12-yard gain into a 4-yard gain, to the point where I looked at Raul and I said, who was that? And he gets up, and I see that number 11, and I was like, thank you, Diabate. thank you so much, like. It's that kind of play, and I we see those players in in the linebackers. We have Diabate. We see Kyrie Campbell on the defensive line make those plays. We see Cox Jr. making those plays. We see these players. I don't see anyone in the secondary until after Mullen and, and until Travez Johnson, Chester uh, Crambro, and Jay until Hill get these in young the game. guys. Exactly, they got in the game, they understood it, and they showed that in that that yeah. feeling. You know what I mean? The only yeah. young guy I see out there making plays left and right is is uh, Elam. Is Kyrie Elam? Kyrie Elam, yeah. And it, one man does not make a secondary. That's my point. All right. And I want to make, I want to give
1: K- Florida credit. Cause like after that chewing in the second quarter by mm-hmm. Dan Mullen at Todd Grantham, who by the way, Todd Grantham, I, and I understand this cause we've all been there mm-hmm. where you're getting chewed but you just want to keep getting the last word in. Don't do it. Don't do it. Like, don't do it. <laughs> and I give, here, I give Dan Mullen a lot of credit in the sense that like Dan Mullen is not afraid to chew out his own coaches. Like, no. And, I'm going to give the, the Florida's defense credit. They locked down after that moment.
2: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: again, part of that you have to also understand is that at this point, they've got a two-score lead. Kentucky, a team not built to throw, is now being forced into a situation where they have to throw to keep up. And again, Florida's defense is built to play with that type of elite.
0: Exactly. Even
1: when they're not playing well, which they weren't really playing well, they still shut it down in the second half. So best that the second half defensive performance is the best that they've had this season. Mm-hmm. However, once again, there's context to that. Of course it is. You're playing in an easier deck. When the game is at the when the game is at the zero, when the game is at the neutral line, which is the first couple drives, where there's no context, there's no forcing the opponent to play into your hand. You're just playing. That's when Florida's defense never shows up. Yep. And they, they show up when the, when the deck is in their favor great it's better than not showing up at all like they were earlier in the season um <laughs> yeah exactly there is this is progress however you got to get that fixed and of course I, I told this to my dad when I talked to him about it these are issues you want to be solving right now mm-hmm. this is this is it's better this happened now than in three weeks when you play Alabama yeah it's better that it not happen at all but it's happening and it's very clear that it's pissing Dan Mullen off. <laughs> yeah, because he, um,
0: he he does a very good job of kind of controlling his emotions. Um, I don't want to say during the game, but definitely controlling his emotions when there are fans or media present outside of the team. And for him to go on the sideline, we've seen him chew people out on the sidelines. Oh, absolutely. But it wasn't coaches or players. It was referees for decisions. It was, you know what I mean? For him to go yeah, after. Dan Mullen's got a mean streak. He does, he does. And for him to go after someone he knows and has worked with as much as Todd Grantham, he had to have been really agi- agitated. So, yeah. there had to be something behind that.
1: Best part about that clip, I gotta be honest, is watching uh-huh. all the players behind him. That are just haven't like, paid,
0: I haven't paid attention to the players behind like, him. I was staring at Grantham and Mullen. No, I actually have, I have to go I back did, watch
1: but it. I watched it once again. And, like, so like Ventra Miller standing there. He's just, like, side-eyeing the whole thing. Like, still as a statue. They're all still and then t- to Darrell Slayton kind of comes in and leans in at one point and I don't I can't tell if he's trying to figure out what they're talking about as in like how it pertains to the game that is very much still being played on the field uh-huh. or if he was just that openly curious <laughs> um but again credit to the defense they they locked him down in the second half
0: yeah yeah credit to them real, credit real to the quick, young guys yeah
1: credit credit to the young guys specifically including yes. Jermez Johnson great pick great pick um, just good good stuff secondary you gotta improve man because yeah buddy it's gonna be what i like is that the next two games uh tennessee and lsu have good wide receiver cores mm-hmm. occasionally explosive passing attacks um right. if you even want to call tennessee that um <laughs> it, like tennessee can hit a couple deep bombs that mm-hmm. don't translate to much but right. they can hit that kentucky doesn't really do that Mm-hmm. um but yeah it, so so this defense will have that test before they have to place the ultimate deep bomb team alabama right um and again once again everything gets put through an alabama lens um can i give you a conspiracy theory
0: oh hoodies up third eye activated
1: yes is, as All we right. do, can i transition over to the offense
0: do it hoodies up third eye activated
1: hoodies up third eye activated part of me really believes that mullen was throwing this game on offense Oh, uh, a small oh. part of me wants to believe, uh, th- kind of believes. Okay. They were trying to win. C- Calpets had three touchdowns, which, because uh, the Kentucky uh, linebacker, J.J. Weaver, is just like, he's never been covered by J.J. Weaver. Then he goes off for three touchdowns ever. Tyler, had, actually, played for actually he, he,
0: he he still has never been covered by J.J. Weaver. I want yeah, you to know no. that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's not been successfully covered. No, um, but... They, they scored 34 points. It was Kyle Chas worst game, 256 yards and three touchdowns. This is ooh, most... Ooh. <laughs> m- remember when we were in college in the McIlwain years? I would cry if we had a quarterback had that stat line. Anyway. Tyler,
0: I lived I lived through 2015 with Treon Harris as my quarterback and the greatest college football defense of all time. I'll take a 275 three-touchdown performance <laughs> any day of the week. <laughs> um, But part of me really does think that like
1: Mullen wasn't trying near the end of the game specifically. Mullen mm-hmm. wasn't trying to run the score up. Mullen's not trying to put good things on tape because. Because
0: you know who was sitting at home with COVID? Nick Saban. Nick Saban. You know who's watching football? Nick, Nick Sab- Saban. <laughs> By
1: the way, how did we get here? Um, <laughs> how do we get to a game where Nick Saban was watching the Iron Bowl at home? Um, and Ugh. we'll get to that in a second. But like part of me does think, and I'm not saying this is like a massive conspiracy thing, but I think part of, part of it is that at a certain point in this game, I think Mullen was like, all right, well, you know what? We're just going to run the ball. And, um, and we're not even that great at that, but I, I think he wants to have something to give his offense an ass shooting about.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because it's like what Nick Saban has to do mental gymnastics to do to, to find ways to criticize his Alabama players that are the, yeah. How, the how in the world is, stars, yeah. Beat everyone by 30. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not any competition up to their level that they play. Like he still has to find ways, to do mental gymnastics to get them motivated. Yeah, and it's a weird thing where Florida's in the position where this is the best Florida offense and the best Florida team that's been around in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like they are, they are one win away from locking up the East. They are very clearly the only shot really in this conference to beat Alabama. Yeah, um, they've got an absolutely explosive offense. They've got a Heisman front runner. Possibly, they've got two Heisman contenders on their team, both named <laughs> Kyle. Um, this is new territory for them. And I think he still wants to bring him back down to earth. Yeah. And, and you that know That might be a little
0: big brain, but it might be a little big brain, but I think we've, we've, I think Dan Mullen has earned the right for us to go big brain on this because yeah. the, the offense is doing whatever it wants each week. And he, like you said, they, he has to find ways in order to get this team to perform at the level that he needs it to be for the the last game that matters you know the last big game that matters you know what i mean yeah so i get it i completely understand that i completely understand that i actually i just wanted to quickly just want to say welcome back kyle pitts i'm glad you're healthy Oof. i'm glad there were no signs he's been rust. away but he's back i asked diego was asking me return uh, to the uh, king return to the king diego was asking me we were watching the game and he was like so what is he a, is he a wide receivers he a, is he a tight end and i was like you know, Diego, he's Kyle, he's Kyle Pitts. He's a weapon. He's a weapon. He's a weapon. And I had to tell him how he lines up at linebacker, but, you know, like 40% of his snaps are at slot. And he's built like a tight end, but he runs like a receiver, like a slot receiver. I mean,
1: his first touchdown, he ran away from a five-star cornerback. How? He, he how? ran
0: away from Kelvin Joseph, a five-star cornerback. Oh, my gosh. He's insane. All right, listen. We could talk about Kyle Pitts all day long. We could have three hours on him, but... Uh, we we know exactly what happens with the offense there. Um, yeah. So anything else say on the on the game there? I think we said enough with the defense. Uh, okay. We finally
1: have to give special teams a shout out. Oh oh. We never oh, do. Yes. We, but we finally have to. Last bit. Jacob Finn. Welcome to the puncher conversation. You have you, you have
0: earned it. us to learn your name. What is it, Tyler? I Jacob still haven't Finn. learned. Your... Jacob, Jacob Finn. Finn with two Ns. Jacob Finn. Welcome to the hollowed Townsend category. Because yeah. that punt is a Ooh. punt. Are we sure he's not part Townsend? Are we sure?
1: I need to. If he grows out his hair and it comes out the same way Tommy mm. says, I'll, 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 it'll be like, must be cousins. Must okay. Be cousins.
0: Jake, at this um, point, we're going to call Jacob Finn a Townsend, coven, co, a Townsend cousin once removed. That's what gotcha. we're going to call him. He's a Townsend cousin once removed. Congratulations.
1: And on top, what of, that, a on top of that, the Kadarius is Tony uh, punt return touchdown.
0: Just check. It was funny because the announcers, when when they came back from halftime, uh, turns out that the punter just kicked it the wrong way. Yeah. And we, the, all throughout halftime, we were texting. We were like, Dan Mullen, you are a god. That was fantastic. Special teams. Kadarius, Tony, nobody can touch him, which all those things are true. But it kind of – a little part of me died on the inside when I yeah. found out, oh, that was a, that was a pun- Kentucky, Kentucky mistake. The Kentucky
1: punter messed up and then gave Kadarius, Tony, two people to beat.
0: Yeah, I'll take those odds yeah. every time. I mean, I mean
1: Kad- yeah, Kadarius, Tony, will we'll beat that every yeah, time. Yeah, every time.
0: Right. But- But still, fantastic. Smart of him to put two people back there, though, because that wouldn't have worked if there weren't two people back there. So good on them. Um, All right, Tyler, let's get into rapid reactions before we talk about five wide. We are going to go ahead and start with the number 24 ranked Iowa Hawkeyes beating the Nebraska Cornhuskers 24 to 20. And I just want to bring this up because I feel like we're having a weekly Nebraska. What are you complaining about this week? And this week, Nebraska is complaining about the Iowa players on the sideline attempting to emulate the snap count because Nebraska, like a high school football team, decides to go with its count on simply clapping rather than mixing up claps and hard counts and and different phrases and stuff. And so they were complaining that they were throwing off the Nebraska team by clapping on the sidelines.
1: That is the most childish thing I've ever heard from Nebraska's perspective. From Nebraska's you're, perspective. You're trying to win.
0: <laughs> there are no fans. What are you complaining about? Yeah,
1: I, I just can't. And I, and I think Kirk Ferentz had the had the correct response. Yes. To this. Like, what oh, are we did. doing? Like, are we really getting mad about this? Like...
0: He, he did pull a little bit of a, of a, the United States in the 80s Cold War where it's like, what are we, we allow socialized medicine, then we're going to, what are we going to do? Put chips into our brains, and it's like, I don't know how you got from point A to point Z. I know the path was flawed, but okay, I respect the hustle. You know well, it was I mean? like,
1: you didn't even need to go the extra step. I think we all just agree that, like, <laughs> if you can throw off your opponent's stamp count, you should do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those
1: things. It's, that's... Well, and it's not like cheating in the sense of, like, you know filming them at their practice or anything like that, right or we're not or, bill belichick over we're not here. Bill, like you're it, it's happening in yes. the game they are across the sideline they're about 60 yards away from you dude like, if,
0: you, if 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 i figure out that when you say red rover you're gonna run a slant to the right and you call red rover the next time i'm gonna yell from the sidelines watch the slant to the right it's the it, same thing is
1: nebraska the type of people are the nebraska coaches the type of people that would um like get mad that somebody figured out their tell when they play poker
0: nebraska coaches were snitches in high school (laughs) that's them scott frost you were a snitch in high school nebraska ad you were a snitch in high school he was he was the guy that told the teachers that everyone was planning to skip fourth period to go on an early lunch that's who they were he's the
1: guy at the last five minutes of the day is like wait what about the homework
0: yes that's nebraska Oh yeah. All right. No, We've given not... them enough time. We've give, just yeah. wanted to say that's what Nebraska complained about this week. Come back next week for our segment of What Did Nebraska complain about this week? Next up, uh a school that Scott Frost once coached at, UCF fifty eight, USF forty eight. And it's funny because Raul um at one point asked me, Wow, I can't believe UCF lost. And I went, What are you talking about? No, they didn't. He goes, <laughs> yeah, USF scored 48 points and allowed over and had like 460 yards. And I was like, no, that's just how bad UCF's defense is.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah.
0: Yeah. I know. I know it's weird that seeing USF score 48 points and have over 460 yards, you would think they would win the game. Yeah. But no, but no.
1: Not when Dylan Gabriel's on the other sideline.
0: Not when Dylan Gabriel's on the other sideline. I it, mean,
1: Dylan Gabriel don't play defense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dylan Gabriel is the opposite of Isaiah Simmons. He does not play defense. Um yeah. All right, that's all I wanted to say on that. Um, Just insane how USF, a bad... God, the UCF defense is bad, man. I mean, USF is
1: not a good football team. No. Like, they're they're not good. At at anything. At anything.
0: In any phase (laughs) of the game. And you let them score 48 points. (laughs) And 468 yards. Oh, my God. Anyway, all right, that's that. Next up, we have Stanford 24, Cal 23. Tyler, I just want to give you a moment... Uh, I don't want to say give a eulogy, but considering Cal has played over half of their football games this season, um, I'm not sure that. um, Hey, okay, look, when I when I
1: put Cal at preseason eleven back in January, I didn't expect (laughs) a pandemic to hit.
0: I'm
2: not. I'm not getting you for the Pac-12
0: to jerry-rig a season um, in the last half because no one's practicing. I'm not. I'm not getting on you for that. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying maybe it's time to let go for the season. You can come oh, back no. next year.
2: Come
1: back next year, Tyler. It's okay. Oh yeah. Well, I so I went through such a wave of roller coaster of emotions with this <laughs> game. In the sense of I was so proud of my Cal Golden Bears for driving down the field in an, a masterfully executed drive by Chase Garber's Mighty. It was. That was um, it was it was and punch it in right at the last second. Perfectly done with the clock situation. Um, was gonna lead right into overtime, but I literally said it out loud before it happens. Like, wait a minute, what if he misses this kick? <laughs> Doink! My father cackled.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, Tyler, I don't. Know luckily, what to say. I was with my
1: family this weekend, and I, every time I'm with that, my dad just like start the pot with me. So what and, you're
0: saying is you're blaming your dad for this? Oh no, it's entirely my fault. Um, <laughs> But he didn't make it any better. <laughs> he didn't make it any better. Um, I just wanted to give you that moment. Uh, I'm sorry for your loss this season. It makes you feel better. I have not been able to see my Arizona State Sun Devils play since 1. Oh, at one all? <laughs> when they blew the lead against USC. So, I guess we're even with our Pac-12 teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you
1: go. Well, well. <laughs> one of my Pac-12 teams is doing real
0: well. Okay, all right. Listen, there's no need to go there. There's no need to go okay. low. Okay, all, right. all right. no, no. Come on, continue. Let's continue. Um... Clemson 52, Pitt 17. It's just a reminder that uh, Trevor Lawrence is good. Oh, yeah. And, hey, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, he's still the number one draft pick.
1: Angry Clemson is back, baby.
0: Okay, listen. I think we need to, we need to tread lightly with Angry Clemson because Angry Clemson leads to Irrational Dabo. And Irrational Dabo, while is excellent for the media in terms of getting content out, Irrational Dabo is going to say something in the coming weeks that we're all going to collectively, as a country, roll our eyes at. I'm oh, waiting oh, for it to happen. I
1: thought we were past that point, but I, you think that, but then you also be like, no, it's Dabo Swindy. We're not there yeah, yet. That's true. That's we're true. Not, we're yeah. not deep enough into the season yet.
0: I just put this game here to say this is the first game that they had played since the loss to Notre Dame. And um, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, because they got – Because they had their actual bye
1: week right after that. Exactly. And then exactly. they were going to play Florida State, got canceled the day of, and then right. – um, And now here they are. Now here they are. And I just um, – they were up 31-0 to at the end of the first
0: quarter. Yeah, yeah. No, they uh, – that's another game that we saw on the, on the bottom line that I kind of wanted to kind of – I kind of wanted to turn the channel or at least throw it on my laptop at some point. And then I saw the score at the end of the first, and I was like, I don't think I need to do this. Um, I don't I think I, I, need to I do paid this. way more attention to this
1: game than I should have as a uh, – Fan of a professional team that will be looking for a quarterback soon. Um, ah, ah, yes. So. Yes, yes, yes. Gotta yes. Say, yes. I, I like what I see. Of, of course. Like for the last three years. Noted, like, noted,
0: <laughs> noted Kenny Pickett fan, Tyler K. Williams. Yes, of mm, course. Yeah, no. Um, moving forward. Wasn't his fault. Intercept wasn't, wasn't his fault. His fault. <laughs> <laughs> moving forward, Michigan State 29, the number nine ranked Northwestern fighting Reese Davis is 20. It looks like uh, Reese Davis may have, um may have skipped a game here.
1: Probably, you know, this
0: was this was I don't want to say slugfest, but it definitely was. um, I'll give this game some
1: credit. There was more scores in it than probably people would think.
0: There were. And and Michigan State came out to an early lead. And I'm very surprised that they held it because, Tyler, I don't know if you know this, but Michigan State's uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, They're bad. And so the fact that they were able to hold a lead against a top 10 team that while, yes, they may not have won their games in the most convincing fashion and yes they do play down to the level of their opponents every single week i thought that they were gonna have enough reese davis in them to go ahead and pull this out by a possession and i was wrong
1: uh i think that they just took one look at michigan state's uniforms and just said nah (laughs) Uh, michigan state's uniforms suck by the way (sighs) they're pretty bad I don't know. I... They need a rebrand. They need a rebrand over there. Well, that see that was the rebrand, and I didn't think they needed a rebrand. And then they tried to rebrand with that, and I'm like, why? Like
0: they need they need um, another
1: they rebrand. Oregon looking ass.
0: It. So like, it's like great value. Oregon. It's great value, Oregon.
1: No, oh, it's not. I don't know about that. It's knockoff Oregon <laughs> value.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, Tyler number nine ranked. Jor, I put number nine. Um. I'm number, number 9 for Northwestern. North I meant number is number person. 8. My bad. Number anymore. 9 ranked Georgia 45, South Carolina 16. Um, okay. So, about JT Daniels. Okay. We are seeing now, in the highlights of this football game I watched, we are seeing now that JT Daniels confirmed was the right man for the job. The playbook is opening up a little bit. Yeah. It's It's slowly expanding. I don't think at the rate that Georgia fans want it to expand, yeah, but well. I think at the right rate. At this point, at the beginning of next season, with JT Daniels presumably keeping the starting job, now that Dewan Mathis has decided to transfer.
1: Maybe that's why uh, Georgia is is very slow to open up the playbook because uh, they, they know don't that want they JT have, Daniels putting on a lot of tape.
0: That's what I'm thinking. That's what I was thinking. That was a hoodies-up, third-eye-activated moment there because... They know he's going to be a starter next year now that he kind of proved it in practice and all that and stuff. And I don't know why you lied about him being healthy, because that's the only explanation that I'm taking. Don't try to change my mind, because if I'm you knew you. he was this good, you would have played him this early uh, or earlier. So I'm with you. And that was going to be my point, where I think they're holding the playbook a bit more. They're slowly expanding it. I feel like we may see it a bit more in whatever bowl game they play, because they're going to want to end their season on a high note and give the fans something mm-hmm. to go into the Ember Cruz, to go into the offseason. And then next year, they're really going to, boom, open the doors on that player. Georgia's going to be a
1: good team next year. Yeah, they will. Georgia's going to be a good team next year.
0: I mean, Um, it's hard. It's hard to not be good when you consistently have a top recruiting class. Um,
1: I will say, I mean, there's not much for me to take away from this game because uh, South Carolina's had their head coach fired and all their good players opted out. And, like, they don't care. And Georgia won this game almost exclusively by running the ball. Yeah
0: yeah but they had that's the thing that's why i meant that's why i mean they are opening the playbook slowly because they had moments where they would allow for things yeah. so different passing plays to open up and that's what i meant yeah all right let's keep moving uh indiana 27 maryland 11 uh i put this here because talia Tungavailo had three interceptions and that made me very sad
1: because he couldn't see the indiana players because of the camo uniforms they were wearing wait
0: they were wearing uniforms
1: i just saw floating helmets personally i
0: uh, I didn't even see. I didn't even see how it, it was wild. I just saw face masks running it, around. It, it's crazy,
1: like how Tilly is able to throw interceptions when nobody is playing defense in front of them. <laughs> <Like, laughs> um, no, I mean credit to Indiana for winning a game in those things. Like, um, is it this again is the uniform? turning point of the season was the decision not to wear them against Michigan? That's like, what I was going to say. Because you wore them against Maryland, a team that you could beat with a bad performance, and Michael Pennings Jr. Hope he's okay. Yeah. Uh, went out with an injury um mm-hmm. when they were up they kind of just cruised away with the victory they need him to come back though if they want to continue to be good because he's very much a blueprint of how they very play. much
0: so yeah like you said they're a very vertical team and he has the arm to be able to deliver those balls yeah. so um moving on oklahoma state 50 texas tech 44 welcome back big 12 football yeah this is welcome back about. We, what, what is all this about? The defense is improving and Matt Campbell bringing defense to the cut. Throw all that out the window. We don't want to see that. I feel Tyler, like is this what we want football to be? Feels like 2016 again. Is this what we want football to be? Absolutely. The answer is yes.
1: Yeah, all the time.
0: Of course we do.
2: All the time. You're, you're like
1: right. basketball on grass. And I'm like, it, seems, it sounds like you just took basketball, a great sport, and improved
0: it. Like, yeah. um. Sounds fun to me. I mean, it's basketball, but with hitting. I'm there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. This is old school Oklahoma State Texas Tech, and uh, yeah, it was fun. It was, it was fun, fun. game to watch. It was fun game to
0: watch. It was a it was a game that I watched the highlights, but it was a game that while it was a noon slot, and so while I was watching the Gator game, they would cut in with these scores, and I was like, oh wow, okay, Oklahoma's up seventeen. Wait, hold on, Texas Tech is up three. Wait, hold on, Oklahoma State. It was one of those back at force. I love it. Love to yeah. see it. Uh, Tyler, in a battle of two teams that used to be good but are now pretty bad. Penn State beat Michigan 27-17. Tyler? Jim Harbaugh to the Lions, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you are not wrong because that's where I was going with this. Hoodies up. Third eye activated. The Lions fired Matt Patricia after Thanksgiving. Um, Yeah. Tyler, I don't want to say this is the nail in the coffin because I don't think optics-wise they're going to want to fire Harbaugh. I Him think... going to
1: Detroit would be the perfect save face for Michigan. Boom.
2: Oh, they don't both. have to fire him for
1: both. Mutual parting of ways.
0: This is a mutual parting
1: the of ways. The cleanest situation. cut you could ask for. You are on the phone mm-hmm. with the Ford family with the Ford family in Detroit. Yep. Every freaking day from here on out. Let me just say how pathetic of a game this was for Michigan. Michigan's defense gave twenty seven points and lost to a team whose only offense is the QB run game. And you know me. I'm a whore for the QB run game. You it, are. It, I'm, I will always be a run the QB defender uh, in the sense because, like, and I, it's just really stupid. But um, when I play NCAA 14, I yes. like to run the quarterback. It's, yes, it's, you do. It's mathematics-wise. It's a great way to introduce another element of offense if nothing else is working. And we got the players for it. That is the only thing that Penn State can do well. <laughs> like, <laughs> like,
0: And Michigan gave up 27 points and only scored 17. <laughs> Tyler, uh, Michigan lost to Sean Clifford. That's it. That's the sentence.
1: It was fine when it happened last year because he had KJ Hamler, but, and it was in it was in Penn State. But this year, it was at Michigan. No excuses. And Con- Sean Clifford's bad now. so
0: <laughs> Yeah, no excuses. Uh, that's what I was going to say, that this is a mutual parting of ways with the Lions. So, I don't want to say, like, again, I don't want to say nail in the coffin, but this will be the moment. When no. they write an oral history about Harbaugh's time at Michigan in 10 years, they're going to come back to this Penn State game. I mean, the match. last like two weeks,
1: you 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 beat Rutgers in triple overtime. Yes. And then the next week, you you do your first you you lose to an zero five team. Yeah. Do, doesn't matter that it's Penn State.
0: You lose to an zero five team that the majority of their players opted out for coronavirus, and their best running back had to medically retire.
1: Ridiculous. That's bad. It just goes to further prove that this is just a uncharacteristically bad season for Penn State. Mm-hmm. These happen, like they do they do and
0: that uh, this is a systemic problem with michigan <laughs> i yikes you went from it only happens once in a while to no this is gonna happen forever with Michigan. Well, it's, 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 but it's you're gonna, right though i guess we, had, we had the Harbaugh conversation michigan last is. week this is we what had Jim the conversation Harbaugh last week. week yeah yep you are 100 right i just want to say i cannot wait for the win totals for penn state next year whatever they are i am hammering the over yeah hammering the over talk about there's right? gonna be
1: some course correction
0: there's gonna be some course questions. There's gonna be some course rewriting, Tyler. Yeah. All yeah. right. Um, and then last and rapid reactions, Tyler, the king of New Jersey, Greg Schiano, Rutgers thirty-seven, Purdue thirty. Put some respect on his name, Tennessee. I wish you hired him. Wishing you hired him, huh?
1: Ooh, Rutgers and Tennessee have the same number of wins.
2: Rutgers and Tennessee. <laughs> 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 oh <my God.
1: laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I got him.
2: <laughs> oh, my. Oh. oh, that took me out. Oh, took me
0: out.
1: <laughs> they both have exactly two wins.
0: <laughs> oh, man, I wish they would have beaten Michigan. Oh, I wish they would have beaten Michigan. They so have the bad. same number of wins as Michigan. <laughs> I wish they would have beaten Michigan. Oh my! Oh Ooh. god! Oh boy! Now, Rutgers, not... I don't, I don't. Know. Who does? I don't know who you play next week, Rutgers. I need you to win because we will take care of business for <laughs> I you. I promise. To. We will beat Tennessee. Dude, I Florida promise plays you that.
1: Tennessee. We got that covered.
0: <laughs> oh! Shout out to Rutgers. Shout Wait, out I'll to great. I'm pulling
1: up the Rutgers schedule. I have to know. We need to know. Um,
0: oh my! I bet you Tennessee really is wishing. Oh, uh, they they're Gretchena. playing Penn State. It's doable. It's doable. It's doable. It's definitely doable. Um, the transitive property tells us that since Michigan could beat be Rutgers none. and Penn State beat Michigan, Rutgers needs to beat Penn State to finish the trifecta. That's what he's to okay. <laughs> oh, oh my! What a great wanna, way to liven up a Sunday evening, Tyler. <laughs> I don't want. I, I want to clarify that I do. Like, I'm not saying Greg
1: Ciano would have Tennessee in like a national title conversation if he was at Tennessee. Uh-huh. But it's just interesting. <laughs>
0: exactly that's a way i'll to say that i find it i just find it funny how that makes how no it. damn sense compels me though compels <laughs> me though <laughs> oh man all right tyler let's just go quickly into five wide here um i do want to acknowledge tyler my sincerest congratulations for having the first ever sideline judgment sweep yes let's go in which you got all five five wide games and you also got your two-point conversion. Let's dive into these games. It's good to be the king. You know, you know, you you and Greg Shiano have some fighting to do because, <laughs> as we know, king in New Jersey, Greg Shiano. Um, okay. First game, Friday, Friday at noon. Just mm, love that phrase, college football on a Friday at noon. Iowa State, Texas. Iowa State wins 23-20 with Brock Purdy putting the squad on his back dicker the kicker missing a 57 yarder not because he doesn't have the leg but because it went wide left
1: um also because sam ellinger took a sack
0: also because sam ellinger took a bad sack senior <laughs> senior quarterback sam ellinger who what if he comes back next day. year what if he comes back next year
1: he walked with the seniors he got one
0: yeah <laughs> uh, okay, so i think Lawrence. sam
1: ellinger is, is done <laughs> okay. yeah
0: you know what else um, is done you, uh we're talking about nail in the coffin games Tom Herman, I Tom would Herman like to introduce you in to your nail in the coffin game.
1: Here's the thing: Tom Herman may not actually get fired for this season because of the buyout situation. This game fired Tom Herman, though.
0: Yes, agreed. He, he may not get
1: fired for a while, but the, you can't come back from this.
0: You know what? You know what this is? Next year, when they are mathematically ineligible to win the Big Twelve, he's gone.
1: Yeah, uh, they've already made the decision. Um, yeah.
2: Oh
0: yeah, yeah. The boosters are looking at money. They're they're making a short list. Iowa State
1: is seven and two. They are six and one in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, seven and one in the Big Twelve. Um, they will play in the conference championship game. Yeah, the first season, the first time ever, being Oklahoma and Texas in the same season. Mm, that's big. Tyler, I
0: have a, I have a question for you.
1: Matt Is... Campbell should be on the the first name on the list for every coaching search in the country.
0: hundred percent agree. A hundred percent agree. Matt South Carolina should be doing their due diligence and calling Matt Campbell and trying to lure him with the. Whether it's real or not, the whether we 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 say it's, you know, we joke around a lot with the SECs. It just means more mantra, mantra because we don't subscribe to that. We believe that all power, all conferences, yeah. whether they're power or group of five, um, matter and and are significant. Uh, but they can use that aura and see if it works on Matt Campbell. Um, we talk about um, Vanderbilt. They should call. Not going to go there, he but they should call. No, he wouldn't leave for them. Um, and if there's any other jobs that open up, maybe they can, maybe they can go. Maybe this is a weird situation where maybe Texas decides, hey, you know what? I am going to fire him right now. They should call. They you should You can call. do it yep. in their conference. You give Matt Campbell the same conference, same schedule with more money.
1: Come yeah. I, I mean, Brees Hall had the best quote that ep- epitomized what happened in this game. It's five-star culture versus five-star players.
0: Mm, one more time. One more time.
1: Five-star culture versus five-star players. And in this game, the five-star culture won. Um... Oh yeah. Sergio's Do doing the horns down. You
0: bet I am. Uh, you bet I am. Best part is that Brock Purdy did the horns down in the locker room.
1: <laughs> I was gonna talk about it later as like <laughs> a pseudo moment of the week. Brock Purdy doing the horns down in the locker room. Beautiful. Uh was one of the greatest pictures I've ever seen. Just hang, hu- it, in the, hang it in the Louvre. Hilarious. Like, hang it in the Louvre. <laughs> but also just actual game analysis. Yes. Um Texas came out to play early, but Iowa State just just won this. They they came out and they won this game. Brock yeah. put the team on his back. Brees Hall was great. Um, Texas defense couldn't really cover them in the second half. And no, Iowa Iowa State is just built better. Listen, the it, that's, the drive, that's the gist of it, they're yeah. built better. Like yeah, for sure. And here is the thing: they will probably get the number one seed in the Big Twelve Championship. That's the crazy thing about this. It's not that Iowa State is winning because mm-hmm. they've been doing that, but like. Matt Campbell right now has restructured the way this program sits in the big 12 Mm -hmm. and who knows how sustainable that is when it's gone. But it used to be that they were just winning with plucky fundamentals and defense and like getting lucky here or there. They have better players now. They're not out recruiting Texas and Oklahoma, but they have better players now and their culture is huge. And, just to take the words out of Matt Campbell's mouth when they beat TC top five TCU a couple of years ago, right after beating top five Oklahoma,
2: mm-hmm.
1: told his players, it's like, if you fall in love with the process, if you stick to it, if you fall in love with the process, eventually the process will love you back.
2: Mm, I and love it. That's it's very, what's
1: happening here.
0: It's very field of dreams that someone in oh, yeah. Iowa is building something and people are coming to it. It's very field of dreams. <laughs> um, and one I mean, last he- thing, Tyler, before we move on, um, is your calendar working? Because mine says November, but I'm pretty sure we're still in Brocktober.
1: Oh, yeah. Don't I tell Iowa State it. what month it is. Just, <laughs> um, it's, it's they're, they're living in Brocktober right now. It's
0: perpetually October yeah. in Iowa State, um, in Ames. Tyler, again, we have to go to a game, man. We have to go to
1: Ames. I have to go to a game.
0: We have to go to Ames. I have to go to a game in Jack Trice Stadium. And then wherever we go, wherever Matt Campbell goes, we have to go to a Matt Campbell game and just I preach agree. the gospel of Campbell is what we need to preach. <laughs> it's what we need to preach. Give, yeah. me the, give me that 3-5 whatever defense he runs. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Next game, it was another Friday game. Notre Dame took on North Carolina. Notre Dame pulled away late in this game, 31-17. But this was a close game yeah. throughout most of it. And North Carolina played much better on the defensive side of the ball than I anticipated.
1: I agree. But Notre Dame defensively just one of, yeah. probably one of the – the second half of this game is probably one of the best defensive showings of a team
2: mm-hmm.
1: all season. Yeah, North Carolina, if they can do one thing, it is score. <laughs> Sam <laughs> Howell can throw the ball. They yeah. can they can beat you in any way they want you to. They don't always, but they have the weapons. Mm-hmm. And
0: Notre Dame just shut him down. Well, I mean, this is a this is a this is a team that was it last week or two weeks ago. Notre, um, they North put Carolina like sixty points on Wake Forest. Or yeah, like it was that. it was a basketball score. It was like sixty four to fifty eight or something, and yeah they held them to seventeen points in a fantastic second half. It was it was really good. It was really good to see. And again, man, freaking Ian Book, man, him and his spell book, just running around. He he is. There was some plays
1: that made no sense. I gotta be honest. With you. Here's the
0: thing. Here's the thing with Ian Book that it's crazy how well he can scramble out of the pocket and keep plays alive. He should. This really was a part is. of his game that was non-existent last year.
1: I th- I think that's the big difference. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. Other Notre Dame teams of the past, especially the ones that he's been on, have been like good, but they're just kind of they're winning games. Right. They're ju- they're just not losing. Is and
0: the look, thing. I think I think more than that, it's they they built a culture. Brian Kelly built a culture around having a good offensive line, establishing the run, and throwing play action. Yeah. Now that he has a quarterback that can not only do what he wants him to do, but he can also take those huge, fast wide receivers that he recruits in Middle America, coming out of Iowa and Nebraska and Kansas and those kind of states, um, and he can put them out there and have Ian Spellbook running around and creating plays that you know typically would have resulted in either a sack or the ball being thrown away or maybe you know a rush and something something bad for the offense. He now has Ian Spellbook to go out there and create the plays from happening. We talk about that a lot with Pat Mahomes, and please, I am not comparing Ian. Yeah, to Pat wait, 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 wait,
1: I understand. Uh, like, I know you
0: get it, but for listeners, this is not what's happening. But there is a little bit of Mahomes in him where Mahomes has that same innate ability to scramble. He knows when to scramble, and that's yeah. just as important as the ability Scrambling to scramble. Scrambling is a gift. Exactly.
1: Yes. I think people, uh, people just like they do with big arm quarterbacks, they um, – mistake the ability to throw any type of pass with yeah. the understanding of when to throw any type of pass correct correct Those are not the same thing scrambling is the same thing being a mobile, cor- mobile quarterback does not make you a good scrambler agreed it's about you understanding your pocket awareness understanding when's the time to bail understanding mm-hmm. like when to throw the ball on the run just dynamics like and yeah. when you know, when to throw the ball when to keep your eyes downfield while you're moving or when to just tuck it and run like yep and He's got it's a, it's a skill and he has gotten way better at that this year than any other. That's the biggest change in his game. I think you yeah. you were so right when you said that.
0: And that's that's what's turning Notre Dame from an independent school to a potential ACC champion and playoff appearance. I, I can't hate, believe I, hate I said this. that. I hate
1: this. I we're hate gonna this.
0: move on. We're gonna move on. Um, for the Iowa State game, we both get points. For this game, Tyler gets the point. I went with North Carolina. Second half let me down. The Iron Bowl, the second biggest rivalry in the country. We will stand by that statement until we die. Auburn versus Alabama. Bama wins it 42-13. The game had a slow start to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Game had a slow start to it, but once Mac Jones, uh, kind of got his feet under him, that was it. It was over once yeah, once Bama no. started throwing the. That was it. It was done. No, I
1: I don't have much to say about this game. It played out pretty much the way that I thought it would.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it played right. well. It it if if all, the only thing that I kind of didn't think would happen, I thought Bama would score faster. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't think it would take into close to the end of the first, or early second quarter for the scoring to start. But it is what it is.
1: But their first score comes on a Devonte Smith like long touchdown. He didn't even do anything. He just ran vertically. He usually he's when somebody Smith. gets as wide open as he does, you expect. Oh, we're gonna watch the replay. He, there's going to be a defensive breakdown in the sense mm-hmm. of like somebody's going to get confused or he is just going to van jefferson and someone mm-hmm. um they're going to he's going to take his ankles and sell them on the black market
0: later no he just <laughs> ran past him <laughs> and here's the thing this is a bunch of people that's saying this is where the nfl people join the chat and say oh well he can't do that in the nfl this and that whatever and it's like yeah i know i get it there's better player. wow shocked that there's better players at the professional level than there are at the collegiate but it doesn't okay, take away Okay, let's go look at Devon- the other
1: 29 DeVonte Smith touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: it doesn't take away that Devontae Smith is Usain Bolt in cleats sometimes. Like, yeah. sorry. Oh, man. So, we both get the points on that one easy. Uh Nick Saban was not on the field for that, but once again, did not matter. He had COVID. Hope he feels it's a, better. It's a machine. Did you it see It is a machine. It is a machine. Did you see what he said? Um Did you see what he said? After the game. no okay so someone asked him about watching the game on tv and he said i think i yelled at the tv a couple of times a couple times we made some mistakes in coverage a couple times we missed some tackles a couple times when mac didn't throw to- the ball to the guy i thought he should have thrown it to so i guess it was more than a couple <laughs> it was funny because that was like nick, nick saban thing ever it was like- nick saban's like unique way of trying to be funny it was cute. I guess, kind of. Yeah, yeah, right? It was looking. I cute.
1: would pay so much money to watch Nick Saban watch just a random football game, not one that he's affiliated with at all. Like,
0: I want him to watch a Pac 12 after dark game that has no playoff implications. Yes. That's what I want. I, I want to, watch I want to Ar- sit in that room with him. I want, I want to know what he thinks. I want to watch Arizona State I, Utah with him. Yeah. That's what fatigued. I want to see. All right. Uh, to the best rivalry in college Absolute football. The best rivalry. The- Egg bowl, which should have been played on Thanksgiving, but whatever. Ole Miss. I'm so mad. I know. Taking on Mississippi State. Ole Miss 31 24. We both get the points on that. We picked Ole Miss. Tyler, I want to point out three times in the first half, Lane Kiffin did Lane Kiffin things by calling just just a go route. a, a Devontae Smith, if you will. Just a go route. Just just go deep. Nah, and just... Matt Corral threw it deep. No, that, that's 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 not a Devontae Smith. Play. That that that's a
1: Spurrier play. That's <laughs> like, a Spurrier play. That is a Spurrier staple. was like just run that way, and just he'll throw it to you, and you go catch it. Like it ain't that know, hard. It, it ain't that hard. I did see. So I do actually believe it's not that the great coaches like it's not that that like, football is a difficult game. Mm-hmm. It's that is that great coaches. Football is an easy game, and great coaches make it even easier. <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: yes. Like, Agreed, a
1: hundred percent. Agree. I, I just, yeah. old Miss. It's funny because I still. It's this it, was a weird we'll watch. This because like Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach like don't hate each other. No, um, no, they but don't. like all of their players hate each other. Like, oh yeah, they're, they they um, both. They're this jumping this into game this... still
0: means a lot to these players. Like, yeah, for sure. And, they they jumped into this rivalry kind of. People were like trying to see them to be like, oh, they're gonna hate each other, and they're like, no, we're both pretty laid back. But their players are the opposite. Yeah,
1: and yeah. I will say it. We have come full circle on the whole Mississippi State thing, where it's like started off great, absolutely was terrible in a little bit. Now with Will Rogers at quarterback, I think Mississippi State is figuring out like they're 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 finding something. Like yes. So they,
0: they are the definition. Who knows
1: what that is going to
0: entail? Well, the thing that's the thing. They are the definition of addition by subtraction because
2: mm. they
0: got rid of a bunch of players. Um, I think they fielded like 50 scholarship players in this game, and they were competitive. In the last game, what they played against, what is it, LSU, I think? They they fielded 47 or below the limit, and they were competitive. So even though they don't have as many players right now, they have the players that Mike Leach was wants there and i think yep. that's important so next year's definitely going to be a better season and we're starting to see that groundwork be laid now i'm gonna let me float
1: something to you real quick before i move yep. on mm-hmm. who are you taking when we we have this we will definitely have this discussion multiple times mm-hmm. um in the off season when we when we talk about who the best returning quarterback in the sec is who are you gonna take because i think i'm gonna take my corral because you got to think, Mac Jones and Cal Trask are gone. Kellen mm-hmm. Mond's gone. Um, yeah,
0: I think there's an argument. I think there's an argument for JT Daniels.
1: I yeah, that was the there's big one an argument.
0: There's an argument for JT Daniels, but I think based on what has been put on tape this season, based off of probably all things equal, if I had to dra- draft someone in
1: the, in the backyard right now, right now I'd take Mac Corral. I think you're right. I think I would take Mac around.
0: I'm trying to think. Is Felipe coming back?
1: That's a great question. We because
0: if Felipe comes back, I think there's an that's argument an to be made. Because, because in that system, in in that situation, he's pretty good. Because Felipe has the deep ball, too. Yeah. So if I'm taking mm. if I'm taking Lane Kiffin's offense and putting Felipe in there, I think I might be able to do a bit more than what Matt Corral is doing right now.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: So, that, interesting, good, good interesting question. Interesting
1: stuff to talk about. I we, had can today. we can marinate uh, that. We can marinate that.
0: We'll talk about that later. All right. Last game in five wide. Ugh, so we're running, running over time here. LSU am am 120 to 7 but A&M, this... I
1: told you you needed style points what was yeah, this that's the opposite of style points dude am's defense played well I will give them that
0: but am's defense always plays well Jim Jimbo I for know. some reason his teams play well defensively even though he is an offensive coach it's one of those weird things where he ends up over recruiting on the defense because he knows he can make good with the offense yeah uh and it, it showed this game it showed this week um
1: Okay, yeah, uh, Kellen Mon had another one of those weird games where his stat line makes no sense. Um, <laughs> a, Texas a and played well defensively. LSU actually wasn't terrible defensively. No, they weren't. It's this week their offense didn't show
0: up. Yeah. Um, LSU's bad, man. Dude, they're they so inconsistent. We, look, we know that Bo Pelini's not going to come back next year. Oh, um, yeah. and... oh crap, Derek Mason's going to go to Vanderbilt. Mm. Derek Mason's is going to go to LSU? No, he's not. Sorry, he's going to go to LSU. No, well. he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. We're not going to speak that into existence, Tyler. We're not going to do that. Um, right. No, but seriously, LSU, like we said, LSU is a young team, has talent. They will bounce back next year. Um, yeah, that's how I feel. That's literally how I feel. I don't, I don't, I don't read too much into these last few games for LSU because I know the talent is there, and it may work in their favor that they're getting these game wraps. Because if you look. LSU's kind of sneaky getting better with each week. Both oh, offensive yeah. they're and per, defensively.
1: Yeah, they they're merging a little bit more. they mm-hmm. They're blending in a bit more. Goes on. I'm
0: I'm kind of not liking the fact that we have LSU in a couple weeks cuz they are a better team yeah, but, I think than uh, they were.
1: They uh they play Alabama this week. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's right. We're gonna get them at the bounce back. We're
1: good. We're good. No worries. Yeah, we had the same conversation months ago when we were going over the new schedule and we just like I don't like the spot that Kentucky's at. And I'm like, Sergio, guess who the Kentucky plays the week before they play out Florida. You're right, Alabama. Alabama. You are like, look at God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> look at God. Look at God. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking yeah. of look at God, your two point Tyler was Washington over Utah, and Washington ends up winning twenty four to twenty one to give you I've the never full doubted. sideline I judgment never sweep. doubted. Did you? Did you never doubt? I doubted heavily. What are you talking about? You definitely doubted. Jimmy
1: Lake is 3-0 and number one in the Pac-12 right now. Congratulations Um, to Jimmy Lake. I will say this. Dylan Morris throwing from the pocket. Average. Dylan Morris throwing off-platform. Put him in the Hall of Fame.
0: (laughs) It was was uncanny. I've never
1: seen seen a man so off so different.
0: It It was uncanny how different and how surprisingly good he was when he was flustered like i don't get it he's so good off platform and i only saw the highlights like i don't get it which that's a great thing in the sense
1: of if everything works out it's great that he instinctually has the off platform stuff and the off structure Mm -hmm. stuff yeah because then if you just get him to play in structure you've got some cooking there Um, listen
0: they got a whole off season coming up to fix that
1: yeah and i i think I mean, Washington has gradually shifted more to the pass game as each game has gone by. Because the first game, they they didn't have to pass it all to win. This last uh, the game against Arizona, and, um, they could have just ran that one. But they started to open up the passing game more. You saw those dividends pay out here. They got into a situation. They were down 21 nothing at some point.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they fought back and won. And uh, I was very happy about it.
0: Con- congrats so to your again, Huskies. It is,
1: it is time to pound the table for my Washington Huskies. They we're gonna watch out for them next year. When we get back to normal college football years, I was it, it will be time for the Washington Huskies to return to the college football playoff.
0: Does this mean that you are abandoning your Cal Golden Bears next year as your Pac-12 team? I think I think the window's come and gone.
1: The window's coming gone. This was supposed to be the year. You had Chase Garbers. You're I thought right, Washington you're, was you're, I thought Washington right. was gonna take a step you're back. Right. I thought Oregon was gonna be a year away from their situation. Uh-huh. And now Oregon and Washington both look pretty good. No, like, I
0: get it. I understand. I'm and just... now Oregon State. Listen, I, I have another year of Jaden Daniels, so I'm going to stick with my Arizona State pick. Uh, Jaden Daniels is still Arizona State. They haven't fired
1: Clay Helton yet. No, they have not. But if they, they, they do, then then you're screwed. Like, Yeah, yeah. If they do, I'm screwed. But Colorado um, doesn't look terrible.
0: Listen, staying in the Pac-12, my two-point was Oregon over Oregon State. And I'm just going to blame it on the fog. This game was um, great. This was a fantastic football game. This two is highlighter a game, colors. The color rush was back. We didn't know. <laughs> yeah, but the NFL, most
1: highlighter orange against the most highlighter yellow green I've ever which was, seen, which but... was
0: actually great given the weather
1: because I could see the teams. <laughs> you can actually see what was happening.
0: It's like they look at the forecast and kind of got together and said, "We're just gonna do this," you know, for the fans, for the fans. Hey, I I was appreciative of it. Like, um, what did we call this game? The platypus, the platypus bowl. bowl. So the platypus bowl. Oregon had a what twenty two point lead, that was pretty good, Tyler. That was a good Thanks. platypus.
1: Um, Oregon had yeah, a twenty twenty two point lead, yeah,
0: in the fourth quarter, and you know, the Beavers, Jonathan Smith, baby. It was it was exciting seeing the comeback. Yes, was I dying a bit inside? Yes, I was, but um, it was one of those things where yeah I didn't mind dying a bit inside <laughs> because it was such a fun. It was a great and and considering that
1: Tristan Jebby got hurt. And they mm-hmm. had to put a backup quarterback in to exactly. do the QB sneak. It's just a lot of stuff was happening in that game. I, I will say that uh, the Pac-12 officiating was – it was something.
0: It was very Pac-12 officiating. I'll give <coughs> There's that. a
1: narrative for a reason.
0: There's a narrative um, for a reason. You are correct there.
1: Yeah, but um, it's more – I don't come away from this being like, oh, man, Oregon. Yeah, I mean like I just, it was a good game. Yeah, it was a good football game. I think this is more I, of an Oregon State showed up in this game. That's how I
0: feel. And when like, you looked at – and I should have – I was hesitant to pick this game before we recorded our last episode because I was looking at the records and the history. And, yeah, Oregon was dominating Oregon State for a while. But last year, the game was close. And in a, rival, excuse me, in a rivalry game and stuff like this happens, you never know, man. You never, ever know. And this was a year that kind of came back to bite me in the butt. So it is what it is. It yeah, takes, it did. It takes our score to Tyler 50, Sergio 45. I definitely lost Ugh. ground on this. It took a literal perfect week for Tyler to feel better about himself damn with right. his lead. Well,
1: look, this is what just happened if we break it down game script-wise. Mm-hmm. You just fumbled in your own red zone. However, I couldn't punch it in, just kicked a field goal. Game's still within reach. Yes. But you can't win with a field goal anymore. You're going to be, you're gonna have to score a touchdown.
0: I'm going to have to score a touchdown. That is 100% okay, it's correct. It's winding down in the fourth, buddy. Listen, all right, 11, still,
1: 11, 11 minutes, 42 seconds left in the fourth. I still got three timeouts. You got time
0: for three more drives. I got <laughs> three timeouts. I got three timeouts. It's okay. <laughs> I, I just got to make it a game here. I can I can kick a field goal next possession, and so long as I hold you, I got a shot at the end. Okay. We're good. We're good. Tyler, let's wrap up this episode with our moment of the week. I think we both know what There's the one. moment of the there, week there, Tyler, there what is. what is it? There are what many
1: moments, it? as in all of college football, but there is one moment of the week this week. Mm -hmm. and that is herstory was made you damn right um and sarah fuller the goalkeeper for uh the vanderbilt women's soccer team took the field was the first woman to take the field um in a power five football game and in the sec and did a kickoff in the second half and i just want to clarify right now i just want to get right to it uh all of you that want to say something please kindly shut up Or if you would like to, if you'd like to say something, drop a pin and then uh, we can meet up because, uh, just, I don't want, I don't even care that this is, you're going to hear things that this was a publicity stunt and you Mm -hmm. know, I don't care. So what if it is a publicity stunt for an ONA football team? This is awesome. Like I get to show my baby sister this weekend that this happened. Right. And it's just absolutely incredible that a woman was able to take the field, be a part of that, that team be part of that moment and ah, just i'm i'm getting all emotional just thinking about it but like really and and sarah fuller talked about after the game that this was really just to show young women that they can do whatever they want like yeah if they really put their mind to it and i i cannot be happier i it it was a highlight in in a in a pretty it was just a real highlight of the week um considering this rivalry week wasn't even really rivalry week. Like, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. um, I will say it is objectively hilarious that Vanderbilt's offense was so bad. They couldn't even get into field.
0: That's, and the, the thing is that like uh, my mom asked me, my mom was like, Oh, how did Fuller do? And I was like, well, they didn't. They didn't put her Here's out to kick a field. I was <laughs> like, they didn't, they didn't put her out to kick a field goal. She was like, oh no, but I thought they were going to. I was like, oh no, 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 no. Like Vanderbilt didn't score. They would have. Huh? They they couldn't. <laughs> they couldn't get to the point to give her a shot. So I kind of I kind of liked how Derek Mason saw the writing on the wall and was like, go kick out that opening. <laughs> <laughs> go kick at the start of the second half because we want this moment. Um, yeah, did you did you see what um, she said about
1: she said something at, at halftime? To the no, team? I didn't see what she said at halftime. I saw what she said after um, the game. I didn't see it at halftime. I th- well, I would say like it's what she it's about what she said at mm-hmm. halftime. Um But oh, she she basically said like she didn't. She kind of gave them a bit of a talk about how like when they won the when the, they won the SEC championship because she's an SEC champion um <laughs> goalkeeper, very true. Uh, which she which she said it was like, "Were you nervous when you did that kickoff?" She's like, "Oh no, goalkeeping in the SEC championship is way more nerve <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I understand, which is but it's true. Like, um. She was like, We when we won that championship, a large part of it was the fact that we were you know, energy. Anytime a good thing happens, we're cheering, we're, we're invested on the sideline, we have energy. We're and she's like, Good things happen on to, to Vanderbilt on defense, and like, she's the only one clapping her hands. Hmm. And like, she apparently gave them a bit of a talk about how like we need to hold each other, like, we're all teammates now, like, we need to hold each other accountable when we do good things, we need to be a part, we need to lift each other up, yeah, be a team. And apparently, like, now I don't know how how that fell on the ears of an O&A football team. (laughs) Um, I got to be honest, like. Yeah. uh, But apparently some of the coaches came up to her afterwards and had told her that, like, that is what they had been wanting to get across to. Yeah. And they're glad that she said it, which, like. I mean that takes guts too. Like that takes, it regardless takes guts. of the gender divide, like mm-hmm.
0: getting up in front of a team that you just joined. Yeah, like and saying, "Yo, you guys are to do your job." <laughs> ooh, pretty bad. I like but, that. I think, I think uh, I saw a sign on game day. It was one of those things. You know, people have the signs that they go in now. The yeah. pandemic. There was one that said like something about a girl dad, and like I, every time I saw they they would cut in or, or they showed the squib kick, which by the way, Roel and it I. Executed. When the when the kick happened, roll I looked at each other. We we're like, "Oh, that wasn't very good." And then when I watched it again, I realized it was a designed squib kick. Like the team was de- that she did her job. It she wasn't her that job. She, wasn't that she did wasn't good enough, and they kind of threw her out there for no reason. No, no, no. She did her job to do the squib kick. And you Perfect, look at the coverage dude. scheme; they did it right. Like so, there's that. But I I found myself throughout the throughout whenever they would cut in and stuff. You know, we are we are too young for children, and we will not be having children for a long time. But you know, I found myself having like if I was to have a girl, this is what I would want to show her, you know? I don't care if yeah. she, I don't care if she plays sports or not, whatever, just it's it's not even a sports thing. It's a you can literally do whatever you want. And that's yeah. the example that we should set. We have little sisters that are close to the same age. We, you know, maybe maybe one day we father two some daughters and we wanna give that message across, you know, that's that's what we uh, want to talk about. And
1: it's more than anything to me is the fact that this is not even about I think with with this kind of stuff, I'm always this kind of proponent of like the importance of it to kids is not so much as the stated stuff. It's that
2: mm-hmm.
1: when my baby sister, or my daughter is going to see this at such a young age, it's the whole thing that it it won't be a big deal to her, right? Like, and that's the beauty of it. Like, just sure example, pulling it out of sports for a second. Um, when we are Joe Biden was uh, came president elect and did his acceptance speech, you watch it. Uh, we, my family watched it because you know gotta keep up on what's happening in the world (laughs) yeah um but um kamala harris uh was giving her this speech before joe biden took the stage to accept his like nomination uh and i was looking at my sister and being like that's see this is our first woman vice president and like Mm -hmm. that is such a big moment i was saying you can do whatever you want and it's like emma a nine-year-old at the time it didn't phase her yeah, I think she was just like, yeah, I mean, like, why wouldn't it? <laughs> like, and that's and that's the that's the beauty of this moment is right. that kids that see this, that's gonna be expected. It's gonna be it's gonna be progress, and that's just yeah, yeah. Had to get all big brain and all emotional about no, it. No, but that, like, I mean, that's it's a big deal.
0: It's a big deal, and and rightfully so to go big brain because hopefully one day we see these things and we don't have to go big brain. Yeah, and that's kind of what we're seeing from that younger generation where us as adults now are looking at it and we're like. Oh yeah, this is how it should be, you know.
2: Yeah. So very if glad Florida to have can pull, there.
1: If Florida can pull a dental school student, um, <laughs> to be a holder, yes. and execute a trick play from somebody who's bagging publics bags a week prior,
0: Mike McNeely, we could. Well, woman,
1: a SEC champion soccer player can yeah. kick the
0: ball. Yeah. For, Florida, which is having its down, it's having a downside on. On our foot, on our soccer program, but it's okay because we'll get back there. We'll get back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. School that produced Abby Wambach, we'll definitely get back there. Becky
1: Burley, we'll get back there. Yeah, 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 for sure. We're good. We're good.
0: We're good. Um, for getting Abby Wambach, with the fun. <laughs> Tyler, do you do you have anything else you want to say, or do you want to wrap this episode up? With uh,
1: that? I want to go back to my pseudo moment of the week and just, do just it. wrap this up with a college football thing that uh, Brock Purdy doing the horns down in the locker mm-hmm. room. That's kind of my moment of the week. Just like, just if you guys get to see this picture, we'll try and retweet it. Like. It's just the most perfectly horns down picture ever.
0: It's fantastic.
1: Like, it's angled correctly. Brock Purdy's looking straight at the camera. He's clearly lost his mind. Um, and just, it was great. And yeah. I just seeing all of the video clips on Twitter of the Iowa State locker room celebration. Yes. That's why you love this sport. That's why you love this sport.
0: They are fantastic, man. Um, yeah. I love it. And I just want to, real quick, I do want to point out. I know it's not, you know, it's not tweets we shared this week, but... Uh, I do want to point out that you did share a tweet with me from PFF College Football to finish it on a on a football Oof. note, where it says DB lines up across from Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts, and it's the Jordan meme from Last Dance, where mm-hmm. and I took that personally, and that's exactly <laughs> what I feel with what happened with Kyle Pitts. So I just want to end it on yeah, that I mean, note as well. Cover him. No one, no one can cover him. No one cover him. I, This may be. It's
1: definitely. Hype. I'm definitely exaggerating here, and. Mm-hmm. I'm, definitely forgetting someone and i'm not the most knowledgeable person on the entire history of college football but i don't know if i've ever seen a more dominant tight end in college like people are going to say gronkowski and all these and and all these things and i'm like those are dominant tight ends in the nfl correct we good play but i'm talking about a grain of dominance in college like who is re- has remotely been able to stop
0: co- you can't cover him short of sweeping the leg you can't cover him short of sweeping the leg and short of a borderline on purpose targeting yeah bored, you know yeah so it's incredible what he's doing man and i wish that we had part of me wishes i'm i'm doing a project for school about the history of national champions in college football and one of the things i've come across is heisman winners and in the 21st century it's been all quarterbacks and i think two running backs three running backs and since like the 80s there hasn't been like a non-skill position player and tight end while it is a, it technically is a skill position like i think the only the last tight end to win it was like in the 40s and so it's yeah. like you know it, it yeah, definitely I deserves he, conversation and one of the best I, players i in wish the, he, i wish you could win i wish he I could was, win too as yeah, do I. I, I all right tyler think it's a good moment to wrap it up there uh we'll be back this coming week with a preview of everything to happen on week 14 because you know college football has a super long week this year and schedule this year and that's what it is Um, this has been another episode of Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And we are not biased Tyler, but Kyle Trask for Heisman.
2: Kyle Trask for Heisman.